Welcome to Chatting with Breland. Deanne Rose coaching. I was looking through that and I was it was very interesting. And I watched some of your, your YouTube videos too. And I was like, hmm. But I wasn't quite understanding a lot of it because it was so like, it was a lot to take in all at once, you know? And mm-hmm. someone not understanding that, I kind of want to ask you more about that. What got you into that? Really, I think with a lot of people, um, you kind of make your message out of your own mess. And I had, I mean, just to, just to recap, I was, I was married for like 22 years and then I got divorced and, mm-hmm. um, this was like six years ago and really at that rock bottom place had to rebuild myself and I had to start rebuilding myself from the inside out, really finding myself again. And, um, I really was very disconnected from my body and my sensuality and sexuality as a woman. Um, it was never was a priority because I just raised children and it was, that was just that. So, um, when I had that space for me, uh, the doors just kind of started opening and I just started following basically the breadcrumbs and it led me to, Layla Martin's um, sex, love and relationship coaching program, which was a year long program. And um, the first half of that year is really a, a deep dive into your into myself. And yeah. and through that, I was like, every woman needs this. And, you know, it was just like it, it was a very empowering um, place for me. Right. When you say you got disconnected from your sexuality, what do you exactly mean by that? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, I just remember like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, my husband and I were, we were great friends and, you know, I thought, oh, the spark will come after the, my daughters go off to college and, you know, we'll just reconnect. So like, and I was just kind of like, yeah, it's probably okay if I never have sex again. I mean, I have a great relationship <laughs> where, you know, we're compatible. We, we, we treat each other nice, you know, like right. it wasn't like that much, that important to me. Um, you know, and I would just wear frumpy stuff and, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, the first thing I did after my divorce was like go to Victoria's Secrets and get some really nice <laughs> underwear, you know, just like to make myself feel sexy. And like, I realized from that point, it was just like, wow, I don't do this stuff for myself, you know? And then mm. it just got more of into an exploration of, and I've realized it through my work is, you know, women have a lot of shame and guilt um, about their bodies. Um, we've been shamed and guilted into wanting to be sexual beings. It just hasn't been safe, you know, right. to express yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's, yeah, that was kind of like I I did I see the the uh, before and after of me now. Right. Like, you know. What did you first notice like when you went to Victoria's Secret? Did you <laughs> <laughs> when you first got home that first trip, you're like, wow, I look very good. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, well then of course I had like that shame of like, oh, I don't look like those models or you know, like but yeah, I that's the I thing don't fill this media, out as yeah. much as they do, you know. Yeah. There's so you know, I've definitely come a long way of, I mean, that was just a very start of it. Um, right. I mean, I've realized that, you know, those, those external things, you know, they don't make you sexy. Right. <laughs> it comes from within, you know, you right. need to, to, to do that work within. And then it's just a light that comes from outside of you. And if you choose to want to wear, you know, whatever you want to wear is up to you, you know, do but it, wearing right? it because of, because it makes you feel good, not because you're trying to 
impress other people to look at you. Exactly. And that's what the media portrays, right? It's you got to have a you got to be slim with a fat ass and big tits. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> sorry if that offended you. Um, no, no. Cause that's what the media portrays to like what, you know, and I don't want this to sound disrespectful at all, but the media like portrays, like, like you said, you don't look like the girls like on TV or in the magazines because the media portrays that is that the, that's the only way to look, to be taken yeah. serious, I guess, or for someone to like you, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. It's and it, and it's so sad. I mean, so many. I mean, not just women suffer. Men suffer men. On it too, right? Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I. My heart goes out to men so much. I actually, <laughs> I. I actually, that was my first. I actually wanted to coach men at the beginning, um, but then I started coaching a couple. Then it. it I said this is not for me, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, a, it was a, different, a different animal that way. Um, yeah, I had I had one client like show up on a Zoom call with his uh, his wine and his snacks for his. <laughs> I was like, you don't get it, do you? But um, but anyway, but I think you know you know I mean at least women are are taught to you know it's so. I was actually talking to a friend of mine recently. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's, I think it's just, it's like, it's a, it's an opposite. Like women are, are told it's okay to cry, but it's not okay for us to get angry. Right. And then, and men, it's okay for them to get angry, but it's not okay for them to cry, you know? So, but unless, <laughs> unless you can have a balance of both, then we're just very wounded people. Right. When you said men, get, you know, has it the worst? Why do you say that? Why do you think that? Well, the worst meaning, yeah, I think just because it's, it's, I mean, again, I'm a woman, so I, I, I don't know. I just, I just, <laughs> no, you're fine. I, I just speak from, you know, what, what I what see, see. And, yeah. and even like with my, my partner, it's, you know, to be, to, to, to express your emotions fully, you know, and, um, and not to always like put up a, a front that everything's okay, right? <laughs> you know, to be able to say I'm not okay and I need help, and right. you know, it's, you know, we, I think women have been embracing that the masculine energy a lot since yeah. like probably like feminism came, right? Because, you know, we're trying to, you know, a lot of women are trying to be in a man's world, so they try to make themselves men, um, but then there's a whole dis in, imbalance that way, you know, right. um, but. I, I really don't see a lot of men going the opposite way of like connecting so much to their, their feminine side, you know, <laughs> you know, um, so it's, there's just no permission. Society doesn't give men permission to do that. Yeah. You, no feminine side. You, no, 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 no crying. You can't cry. You're, exactly. you're a man. Don't cry. Yeah, suck it up. And it, you know, it's not safe for you to, you gotta, yeah, you got, you gotta be the man and take care of things. Right. Um, so are you, coaching often like do you have a lot of clients um yeah i've been well i've been fully coaching the last two years after i I quit my massage job um and yeah i mean i've had um a lot of women come through um with my smaller programs and then my bigger program and then i also run women's circles so i i just love creating um community and safe places for women to right show up I'm going to go back your Victoria's Secret trip and you came home and you said, wow, I'm doing this for someone else and not for myself. How long did it take you to like realize that I'm doing this for me now and not for anyone else? 
if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you know, when I went there after my divorce, I was doing it for myself. You know, yeah. before when I used to go there when I was married, I was like just, you know, doing it for for my my husband right. at the time, you know. Yeah. So it the shift for me was the divorce is like it's even though I had children to take care of, I'm like, you know what? I also need to think about myself because I haven't been putting myself on the back burner for a long time. So, um, yeah, for me to actually go there after the divorce, that was, that was for me, that was for me to just kind of start to reclaim more of the feminine. feminine. Yeah. You said this was six years ago. It was in 2015. Yeah. Um, going on seven now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Gotcha. You have, you say two kids or. I have two daughters. Two mm-hmm. daughters. Wow. They in college? Uh, one's in college, one's out. So they're both adults right now. So, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. So um, on your YouTube videos and then on your website, too, I also thought that I don't want to know how to word this. Um, hmm. You said you're reclaiming the wild, right? Mm-hmm. As a like modern woman, so give me if if a if a woman's feeling how you felt, you know, seven years ago. What are you doing to like not make them feel like that? Like what like what strategies do you use, or like what coping me- mechanisms do you teach these girls? Oh, okay. Um, well, honestly, where I I always start my my work with women. Um, and it's either in person or over zoom is I start reconnecting them with their, with their bodies, um, through, um, womb awakening, (laughs) uh, meditations and, and work also through Yoni de-armoring and what Yoni de-armoring is, is an exploration and releasing of the, the tension and the um, the restrictions and the wounding in um, in the vagina. Yeah. So if, if you think about it as like a massage for muscles, you know, sometimes you have muscles that hurt. Sometimes you have muscles that you don't feel anything because there's numb. Well, right. That's we women have a lot of that tension in the muscles of the vagina for very for so many reasons. And, you know, depending on, on what you believe in, I mean, you can go with the physicality of, of just the tightness and restrictions. Sometimes women have in that area and their pelvic right. region. Mm-hmm. And then you can also go the other side of um, more the energetic of, of holding energy of, you know, past lovers, you know, holding yeah. the energy of your ancestral lineage. Right. So what's womb awakening? Tell me about that. That's actually just a meditation that oh, okay. I take women through, okay. um, to, through, and we use sound and, and mantra, um, just to um, oh, just bring energy and focus to to the womb space. Gotcha, gotcha. Is this like a is this like a period of time? Do you is are there girls who like do this for like you know like forever, like long term, or is this like a yeah? Is this like um, a a, I don't want to like a, not a course, but like a, 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 a one and like done. A, yeah, not a one and done, but like is this like kind of like a like a semester in school kind of like it's like a month of this and then or is it more so like I need to come here until I'm ready to 
not come here like a you know yeah are are you talking about just the, the yoni dearmoring or the yeah 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 well that's um and and the beauty of that is a woman learning her own intuition on on that work and i mean for me i i did this you know I don't want to use the word procedure, um, but, I, but I, uh, you know, I did that ritual, um, you know, a few times in a row because there was a lot of, a lot of wounding in that area. Um, and now it's just kind of a maintenance and just a special thing I do for myself. Um, so, you know, women can use their intuition on, you know, what, what is, is best for them. Hmm. How are you, um, in terms of sex, how are you helping girls with that? If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, um, I mean, a relationship coach and like also like a sex coach and like, how are you? Um, well, I don't really teach. Women. Not teaching sex, but yes, like, yeah. right. I don't teach no. them. I'm not like that no, kind yeah, of not, sex yeah, I, coach. But what I do guide women <laughs> in is 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 really learning the sovereignty of their bodies and what what their pleasure is, what, what makes them feel good. And, right. and then learning how to have the boundaries and then um, the, the self-worth and the sacred self-esteem to be able to ask, you know, for what you want and, and or say, no, I don't like that. Or, you know, whether it's in, in a sexual relation, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in their career, um, yeah. like, having sovereignty over your body affects all areas of your life. Right. Right. I've never that I've never looked at, looked at it like that. Um, I think one thing that I did want to bring up was courtesan. I saw that in one of your videos too. Oh, and I yes. wanted you to tell me a little more about that too, because that was very interesting. Um, yeah, saying that. yeah mm -hmm. that was very yeah can you tell me a little bit more about that yes um so it's it's considered an archetype um yeah. but there are also actually um back in the in the day um hundreds of years ago there were uh women who were were courtesans and basically they were or if you look at it as a um a sacred prostitute a muse mm. so these women were, so this is a time where, you know, women weren't educated. Right. Um, either, you know, they, they had to get married to survive. And yeah. these women came from nothing and they actually built themselves up. They were one of the highly, they were very highly educated. Um, and they were basically muses for, for, for men. Nice. And meaning like they just, men were able to talk with them about things they couldn't talk with their wives. You know, right. um, they were able to do things with these women that they weren't able to do with their wives. And right. so they, they really brought in and they were, like I said, you know, they weren't just, you know, low level, you know, yeah. whores. Oh, you know, they were, they, they were like a high, high society, um, you know, prostitutes and right. who were very respected and very well taken care of and they lived really a, a beautiful life um so um 
what's and they were very in tune with their bodies and mm -hmm. with the people that they were were with and so like they had this and the reason why i, I like this archetype is <clears throat> these these women knew what they wanted um they they knew what um pleasure was for them like they had they would only get the finest of things the finest of food and yep. wine yeah. and books and mm -hmm. you know the men that they were with and right. they lived in a lot of luxury and and surrounded themselves with with beauty um and they were also yeah also in tuned with their with their sexuality and that connection you know that's why the men really right gravitated toward them because there was this uh this this power that was right. there right and do you think are we getting back to that point again do you think so like in today's society i mean we're yeah i mean the divine feminine is 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 coming back right and and i think it's being more and more accepted of, you know, right. women seen in their power as being women. Like they don't have to be men, right. <laughs> you know, like, like, that there's, there's the sacredness of the woman's body of, of creation um, that, you know, needs to come back that, right. you know, that respect. Gotcha. I think that is, Especially archetypes, right? You said that was your favorite one, right? Mm -hmm. So is this more like a spirituality kind of thing that you're doing? Like with there? Am I, am I getting that right? Is this more like spirituality or is this, I don't know if that makes sense. Like with your coaching and things like that, you're, uh, I don't want to wear that wrong either. Yeah. <laughs> um. Spirituality, yeah. is that like your, not main focus, but is that like a big part of like your coaching? Getting like in tune with your inner self, like what your like, I guess that's like a spirit kind of in tune with your, your inner self, making, rewiring your brain kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I believe that our intuition is linked with our higher self. Yeah. Um, so... Because you were really, mentioning meditating too, I think I heard that too. Uh, oh, I think yeah, the, like the, womb, the womb awakening is yeah. meditation that I take yeah. through. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I believe that you know that inner, our inner guidance system, our intuition, is a very soft voice and. And the way I distinguish between my intuition and my ego is my, my, my intuition is a soft voice. My ego is loud. So I, mm -hmm. like, I look at it as my ego as like, you know, those small yappy dogs who like want to yep. be the loudest because they, <laughs> they're not that strong, but they want to be like heard. And that's, that's to me is that's the ego. So it's, it's very easy to listen to that because they're like right there. It's loud. It's, you know, annoying, but our intuition our highest self that knowing is is softer and we have to actually be quiet right. and into you know so we can actually hear and 
you know, and, and that's, I, yeah, I guess I do. I mean, I do bring that in, in with my coaching is, um, is that inner, inner reflection because, right. you know, right. that's where all the answers are. <laughs> right. Are you using, is it AMDR or is this, I think it's, am I, I'm saying that wrong. I think. Is it oh, AMDR? Any, oh, that like, um, no, uh, no, not using no. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Do you think that would help in a sense or not really? You know, I've I used had... to go, I used to, I, I used that before and I would like, my therapist would at the time would say, okay, close your eyes and put yourself in a situation, you know, when you're sad or you're out in public, imagine that you're at the beach and there's oceans and there's, you know, a nice view and mountains and things like that. And that didn't work oh. <laughs> at all. So, but I mean, it works for some people. I get a lot of people say you should do that. You should do that. But I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know. Yeah, about that. I think like you said, everybody responds to yeah. different, different works, you know, differently. Yeah. Um, I guess through like my experience, like talking, you know, you can talk for years to a therapist and maybe you're not going to probably don't get very far because <laughs> Well, because your mind gets into that, right? Yep. So like, the work I do with women is, is, you know, bringing, you know, breath work in with, um, with, the, with the practices that I give them. Because yeah. the breath, breath work kind of gets you to this, you know, another altered state. And then yep. you start to really start feeling what's coming up in your body. And, yeah. and you know, it's, with a, you know it, it's somatic healing. Like it gets, it gets moved through your body. And when you do it that way, you don't really have to know what it is that's coming up because it's just energy, right? right. Just, and you don't need to put a label on it. You need you just, you feel it. How is it feeling in your body? You see it. And you know what? Are you ready to let it go? Um, right. You know, not putting talk therapy down, but sometimes like that gets to a point where you have to like figure out where this is coming from. And I don't know if that's really necessary. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like, a release of dopamine in a way i would uh, i was taught breathing exercises when i'm in a public place because i have like really bad anxiety mm-hmm. so that's a good time to use it um i think the breathing exercise is a good thing too like you said it does kind of you feel like you're releasing something but you don't know what it is yet you know so right yeah and like i think when you start doing breathing exercises you realize how Oh, you haven't been breathing, you know, like as I, I've, I've had, I do get bad anxiety every once in a while. And like, when I c- can tune into my breath, I'm like, my God, it's like so shallow, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, then I get a deep breathe, but then like, sometimes like this sometimes hurts breathing this deeply, like expanding my muscles in my rib cage and like moving it up and down. And, but I mean, really, that's how we should be breathing. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine's when I get anxiety, I can't breathe. So the breathing exercises are fucking harder than what it should be because I already can't breathe. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if you do it often, it does. That's like meditation too, right? Like if you're sitting at home, you just do breathing exercises. That's like meditation too, right? In a sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, it's like any muscle, right? You have yeah. to. It's like practice it. It's like meditation. Yeah. Do, your, do meditation so when, you know, the shit does hit the fan in your life, 
you 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 have that tool to yeah. to bring that calmness back in. Right. So with your coaching, how are you managing like your personal life with that? Are you when you see these people who have these problems, is that affecting you a lot or not at all? Is it kind of like I know what you're going through and then it's the next person and I know which not saying you're writing off your clients or anything, but like is that affecting your personal life at all? Is it taking you back to wow, I know like that was shitty and now you're like you're emotionally involved and it may like ruin your day when you get off or something like that? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it is a it is a practice. Um, but it's there's I, I've learned um, the difference between like, like having compassion for somebody's yeah. situation, you know, like just being compassionate and like understanding. And then there's that other side of where like I'm actually feeling their pain, you know, right. <laughs> I right. mean, I had I think my years as being a massage therapist gave me the tools to um, to kind of like to shield myself from that. Um, right. So, yeah, no, there's, you know, there's definitely, you know, times where, you know, I could, it, especially women who like have gotten divorced and right. they've gone through that. I'm like, Oh yeah, I've, I know how that is. And it's like, but then again, I'm like, and I know you're, <laughs> you are going to be just fine. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I think because, I've had that experience. I have this meta view now of like, yeah, it's kind of shitty now. And right. I know that you are headed toward like your most, most miraculous life ever. So just right. keep holding on. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, um, where can we find like all of you? Where can we find like, what's the name? What's your YouTube channel? What's your website called? Your Instagram? Yeah. My where website, can we find you? Yeah. My website is dnrose.net. Um, and then on DN Rose Coaching on on Facebook as well as Instagram, and um, my YouTube is um, femininity, femininity for the modern woman. Are you uploading there often a lot? I'm getting back on track. I I was um, I was away for a couple weeks in, in March, so I'm catching gotcha. up and. Uh, yeah, I plan to do plan to do more lives in my Facebook group, um, and then I'll be posting those as well to my YouTube channel. And um, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Are you saying anyone from around the world can can set up a Zoom meeting with you, right? Inside the United States, at least. Yeah, I mean anywhere. Okay. Um, yeah, everything. All my work can be done um, gotcha. virtually. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. It was it was very nice talking to you. Nice learning about that too. Um, I am I learned some things I did not know about, especially when I came across your like profiles. Like this is so cool. I want to talk to her because I didn't understand any of it. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for like you know giving me like a an overview of like what you do. I think that's I think that's good. We need more people like you to do stuff like that. Yeah. Thank so. you for your curiosity. Um, and, that's how we make changes in this world. It's getting right. curious and, and learning more. Right. And just keep doing what you're doing. And it's, it's a great thing, you know, helping people. It's the biggest thing we need. We need more positivity. We need, <laughs> Absolutely. We need help. 
we need <laughs> fucking, especially the last two years like jesus christ we're all depressed and shit and you know we just need shit we need we need happiness i guess you know so it's it's a good thing what you're doing thank you yeah. really you know yeah that's thank you it's uh <laughs> it's definitely my passion my purpose and yeah i mean we're here we're here on this world to support each other um and just uh remove our walls and just you know yeah just, just be vulnerable and authentic um and just you know bring, yep. bring the 60s back let's just love each other <laughs> the 60s i yeah. thought it was the 70s that were cool or was it the 80s or everyone was doing cocaine in the 80s right or is yeah, that a, that's a myth isn't it that's well no the 70s were kind of a cocaine thing <laughs> 60s, 60s were more even though they were just psychedelics and this yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think this, I think the '60s were kind of a prerequisite to what we're going through now. Like that was the start of us, you know. That the song, you know, "Age of Aquarius" started back in the '60s, and and here we are in the age of Aquarius, right? So oh, we're, we're moving toward toward love and um, hopefully acceptance of of everyone. Hopefully. <laughs> well, yeah, it was nice talking to you again. I hope you I too. To talk to you again. Thank you again for telling me about all of that. Really. Yeah, no um, worries. If you have any more yeah. questions, let me know. Yeah, I always ask you. Yeah, I know where to go now. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thank Steven. you so much. Huh? Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.